Okay, it's recording. Okay. Great. We don't have an intro or anything to say. Um, Okay, I mean, yeah. Clearly, we don't know how to do this at all. (laughs) We're learning. Baby steps. Yes. Um, Okay, welcome to the first episode of our podcast. Very exciting stuff. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, the podcast is called Just Barely. Yes. Why did we name it Just Barely? You might be wondering. Why did we name it Just Barely, Sasha? Well, I mean, I don't really know either. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was a completely arbitrary decision. Because, None of us know what we're because doing. you know, we I don't know. If you are one of those people who was born between like maybe like 1995 and like 2005-ish, that's a pretty wide gap. Like I feel like a lot of those people feel like they can't completely relate to millennials and they feel like they also are out of touch with Gen Z. So it's like we're just barely out of that loop, you know? And totally. I feel for us too, like we're just barely starting our 20s. We're just barely mm-hmm. like about to graduate college so just this idea of just barely missing something or just barely getting something I feel like a lot of my life I've gone by like on the skin of my teeth like just barely (laughs) slipping under the curve you know I totally feel that also I guess it has a little bit of a fun story on my end so um well first let's introduce ourselves my name is Matea and this is my voice my name is Sasha and this is my voice yeah, so we, meaning Sasha and I, both grew up in Utah, and we grew up like pretty close to each other, just down the street from each other, really. And I ended up moving to California for two years during my junior year. And when I moved, I brought all of the colloquial terms from Utah with me, one of them being saying just barely as like a term that meant I just did this like not very long ago. So I remember this specific experience where I'm on like a school field trip and I went with my friend to go get ice cream or something and we meet up with the rest of my friends and they're all like, oh, where did you, when did you get that ice cream? And I said, oh, just barely. And they were all like shocked. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know, like, and I was so confused. I didn't know that that was not a phrase that people said elsewhere. And in my travel sense, like I I go to school in Massachusetts now and whatever. Um, Yeah, no one else says just barely as a thing that you just did not very long ago. So saying like we just barely started our 20s, people would interpret that as like we almost didn't start our 20s. (laughs) (laughs) That's so interesting. I I know. Like to the however many people listen to this episode you know (laughs) just like I don't know message us and tell us if that's something that you think is normal because for us and our little brains it's totally normal yeah I have really only heard other people like okay I listened to this podcast with these two girls from Arizona and I heard them say just barely in the you know our sense of the term and I was like oh maybe it's just like a western thing but you know California in California people don't say it so I don't know I anyway, bet it's just, just kind an of Arizona, a, Utah, Idaho type of deal. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Those are all kind of one big cultural thing. 
very homogenous culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that is our story behind Just Barely. And we're so excited to just be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You know, not many people, maybe not many people will listen to this first episode, but maybe it'll be a good relic in like a year of where we've been. So I'm excited to, to get I think started. One of my biggest fears with starting a podcast and putting it out on the internet is just that it's not going to age well. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm afraid that <laughs> I'm going to say something or have an opinion and then come back and listen to this in a couple of years and be like, ooh, that is tough. I mean, that's kind of how I make all of my decisions. I feel like on the internet, like literally everything I post, I'm thinking, you know, what if I ran for office one day? Is this going to come back to bite me? <laughs> like, I feel wow. like at a certain point, I just got to, you know. You just got to live. Gotta, yeah, I know. Part of me. not overthink everything. So a little background. We'll get into how we met. But a little background. We're both actors. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll get in on that later. But part of me, like, I want to be an actress. I want to move to New York or L.A. and do that whole auditioning, be an actress thing. and. I feel like a lot of people who, I don't know, come to fame or come to being well-known for something else, if they try to switch over to being an actor, they're almost looked down upon, Mm -hmm. you know, like they are discredited. And so that was a fear I had of like, if I started a YouTube channel or if I started started a podcast and then if I wanted to go to LA and do that thing, are are people going to be like, oh, well, she's just doing this because totally you know know, but it's like I've been training doing acting my whole life so yeah yeah it's so interesting like famous youtubers that land roles in movies or even like Addison Rae just landed a role in a movie and I feel like she's getting so much backlash for it and I don't know you know I have no idea what Addison Rae's acting ability is but like I'm not gonna judge I remember there was this youtuber um Troy Sivan and he crossed over into music and is so great at what he does now so it's like it's this weird thing where people I don't know judge people who come from that kind of background totally cross over into those things but yeah do what you want girl I know <laughs> life's too short to be worried about life's that too short um okay so Sasha I thought we could talk a little bit about how we met the Matea and Sasha origin story <laughs> all of our friends listening to this are like oh my god <laughs> But also all of our friends know that we're like so tight, you know, right. like right. name a more iconic duo. True. You know? There is not. There is not one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, OK, so, yeah, Sasha, do you remember? I, I, I remember I remember some of the details about the day we met, but I would like to hear if you remember anything about how we, we met and oh, then I'll dear. share my side of this. I story. feel like I'm going to fail this friendship test. <laughs> Okay, I don't um, expect you anything. All I really remember is that we were in a production of Annie mm-hmm. in the summer of 2011, 2012. Yeah, I think we were 11 okay. between 5th and 6th grade. Yeah, so 2011, that's all I remember. I don't remember the day. Yeah, so <laughs> do you remember, do you, did you have any first impressions of me? Were you in? Were you even in my cast? Yes, yes, we were were in the same cast. But okay, okay. So here's the story, everybody. Here's the tea. Okay, (laughs) this is our eleven-year-old tea right here. Okay, so 
We were auditioning for a production of Annie, as you do when you are acting and you're 11 years old. And um, I remember the specific day that we were in callbacks. There were a bunch of girls there and we were all called back for like all the orphan roles. And then there was this time when the director told a bunch of girls like, "Okay, thank you, but we're going to keep these four to sing a little bit more. And I was part of this group. And whatever, we just kind of stayed back and sang some of Annie's songs. And then they let us go. And I remember I walked out and there was this group of girls sitting there like waiting for their moms. And you were talking to this girl who I was so intimidated by at the at the time. And me and this girl like later became friends. But I was so intimidated by this girl. I thought she was so cool. And then I remember she turned to me while you guys were talking and she was like, well, we all know what what you, she, she's like we all know what you guys were doing in there and i felt what so embarrassed i felt like oh my gosh she hates me because like she knows i just had to go and sing for annie whatever so okay one second literally one second i just dropped my airpod in my coffee <laughs> oh no <laughs> this is not good is it okay on the airport? Okay. I don't know if we'll edit this part out or not, but basically, Matei and I are doing this from opposite sides of the country. So we have our own little setup. Mine, I put a blanket on a bookshelf and it's hanging down behind me. So I have a little recording studio. Matea put hers over a desk and she's underneath oh the desk. Oh my gosh. And apparently she dropped her pod or her AirPod into her coffee. Wait, did you drop your AirPod? No, I just dropped. Yes. (laughs) Not your headphone, but your literal AirPod. My literal AirPod Pro went (gasps) into my coffee. Is it okay? I don't know. (laughs) So I dropped my AirPod in my coffee, dear listeners. And I got up and we have set up a little blanket hut so that we can record in like a studio-like setting. Um, And I messed it up and in turn knocked over one of my plants. So now there's literal mud (laughs) (laughs) all over my floor. Anyway... We can edit all of this out, but this is No, I think we should keep some of it. (laughs) Okay. Some of it. We must. Okay, so flash forward like two weeks. We are fully in the rehearsal process. And um, Sasha and I were in the same cast. So there's two casts to the show. And there was this girl who played the opposite role, or like the same role as me, but in the other cast. And you guys were super good friends. But me and this girl started, like, becoming friends. And because of that, I thought you hated me, like, so badly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Also, like, I think back when we were younger, you were more confident in yourself, like, as a child before I think a lot of people became, like, confident, self-aware beings. That's so So accurate. I viewed you as, like, intimidating, even though you literally aren't intimidating at all but no so i'm like you're oh. not intimidating at all no but you know like i just thought you 
hated me for some reason. And that's funny. I actually hear a lot of stories of people who are like best friends that started off with this weird, like rocky beginning. But um, yeah, I, anyway. I don't remember any of this. That's fair. We were actually 11. So. Like all I remember from this experience was the scene changes took 10,000 years. Mm, mm -hmm. And all I remember was we were at some middle school and so they didn't want us to make a mess. So they put out like brown paper over the tile so that we wouldn't make a mess. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. That's I remember all having I remember. to I remember having to change costumes in front of like 45-year-old men in like right. a giant room. Yeah, that was really cute. The band Loved room. That. We mm -hmm. love the band room. Wow, that is what a throwback. So then here we'll we'll continue on with our friendship saga. Yeah. So after we did this production of Annie together, um, we did we went on to do some performing companies together. And I don't know the best way to describe it, but basically we would just sing a medley of like footloose songs or all shook up songs and like do dances and have solos yeah. and we would tour we would rehearse all during the school year and then in the summer we would tour to southern utah or to disneyland we performed in disneyland and the best way i can describe it is it was like a dance team but we also sang <laughs> like that's that, so accurate that is the best way i can describe it yeah it was weird um but we did that for a few years and then why don't you talk about the day that we really oh my <laughs> solidified our, our our bond see this is where my memories of you oh side note we did carpool to rehearsals that's true because we live so close to each other so yeah i kind of like yeah sasha and i have known each other for a long time but like, we were never like up, this is like our 10-year anniversary it's true oh my it's, gosh it's true let's do something okay <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, for years we would carpool together. I have like vivid memories of Frozen coming out and us being obsessed with the Frozen soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> I have video it. proofs. Yeah. Mm, good. Okay. So Great. basically we did this performing company together. That was a middle school thing. So we met each other before middle school, did performing company in middle school. Then, then. high school is where we really solidified this bond. And to give a little context, when you are like a serious, serious theater kid like Sasha and I were, um, getting to high school theater is a big deal because you grow up watching these shows. And this particular school that we went to was kind of known for being like really good at yeah theater <laughs> like and I, so but weren't we both we were both in the zone to go to a different high school. Yes. But we chose to go to this high school because we loved the the drama teacher and the theater department so much. We loved right. their we, shows. We we definitely made the conscious choice to go here for theater. So, you know, there was kind of a lot of pressure and like we wanted to be liked by this drama teacher and whatever. And we're like baby fresh or we're baby I guess sophomores in Utah is when you start going to high school so we were really we want to make a good impression we want to you know set ourselves up so that senior year we can get the lead you know stuff like that right so right. basically we were doing a production of Hello Dolly classic musical we love to see it truly a classic 
The costumes were amazing, just a side note. And they were. They were so good. He like rented some regional theaters costumes and they were beautiful. Anyway, so Matei and I, oh, this is another weird connection Matei and I have. We both are with the same agency. So in Utah, we did like film and commercial work. And so we had this, we were represented by the same agent. By this point, Sasha and I had both kind of stepped up our acting game just a little bit from where we were when we were in Annie. And we were both doing local commercials and whatever was filmed in Utah, but we were both represented by the same agency. So we were sent on a lot of the same auditions. Like we saw each other at a few auditions before this particular day. I remember (laughs) this is not the day, but I remember an audition where we had to go in and sing like rap the hall of fame do you remember i that? got that <laughs> you i got, got that, that. <laughs> yes <laughs> i did not know the words i we were in the same group too yes and yep, i did not I, know the words i was like these students be just i don't know the words <laughs> a weird thing for them to request because the commercial was literally about not doing drugs and i just stood there and did a science experiment like i'm so confused at why they wanted us to come in rapping hall of fame <laughs> i feel like commercials can be so trippy sometimes but i guess that's mm-hmm. what makes them work anyway okay we're getting sidetracked so basically we had rehearsal this day but Matei and i were called to the same audition so since at the time we were 15 we couldn't drive so my mom drove us to this audition and i think we left school early and then we were going to be yeah. back in time for rehearsal And usually, this is just a little bit of info, like usually if you're auditioning for something in the film industry, um, if it's your first initial audition, these things are very quick. Like we expected to be in and out pretty quickly. Our appointments were right next to each other. This was going to be not not a lengthy time commitment. like 10 minutes max. Or so we thought. Yeah. So, I mean, it was in, it was like an hour drive away from where we were. So... We drove to the audition, we're at the audition, and I don't remember exactly, but they were running behind, they were late or something. Mm -hmm. And so they were like multiple appointment slots behind what they were supposed to be. So we sat there for a long time, a long time. And we were panicking because we knew that we had rehearsal. And since we wanted to make a good impression, we were incredibly stressed. Yes. And And I remember having to call the stage manager, (laughs) stage manager girl who like, looking back, she was just some senior in high school girl. But oh, my goodness, I was so intimidated to call her so scared. And she sounded so annoyed with us. And I was like, I know, I know, like, this is so unprofessional of us. I thought I was going to be kicked out of the show. Oh, my gosh. It was so scary. So we're freaking out. We're like, oh, my gosh, we're never going to be cast again. They're going to hate us. And then you have to understand that, like, our high school experience, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe all drama departments are like this. But basically, Matei and I, out of the three guys that I dated in high school, Matea has made out with all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cute little thing we, it's just we have. A connection. Luckily, that trend that, ended once we yes. graduated. She's dating someone. I'm dating someone. We're good. Haven't kissed her boyfriend. <laughs> she hasn't kissed mine. We're chilling. That honestly could be a whole other episode that I don't know if we need to dive into right now. No, I don't but, think you so. know, Sasha and I definitely had a, a phase where we had a oddly similar taste in men, but you know, it's whatever. Very strange. In Hello Dolly, there's a lot of partner dancing. 
I was partnered up with this guy. He was a senior. I was a sophomore. I was like, wow, he's so handsome. He's so tall. Oh my gosh. I'm, I like the him epitome so much. of the tenor musical theater high school boy. Yes. You know, you yes. know the type. You know the type. So basically, this guy, since I couldn't drive, he would drive me and you too home from mm -hmm. rehearsals, right? Yeah. Yep. So I feel like he texted me. He got my number from someone else and he was like, oh, thanks for like ditching me at rehearsal because I wasn't there and I was his dance partner. And I don't even remember exactly what he said. I remember basically he was text flirting with you, which of course, as 15 year old girls, that was exciting for us. Always. And then he asked if you wanted to go see a movie with him. Yes. Which, side note, in Utah, just this culture, I don't, maybe this is, no, I don't think this is a normal thing. It's, you don't date until you're 16. Right. There's a lot of like interesting cultural things and I'm sure we'll do an episode on this. But yeah, basically you're not allowed to Generally, people stray away from dating until you're about 16, which we were not at the time. Yeah. So, um, and Sasha's mom was in the car. Yeah. So. And she obviously, Matea and I are not subtle about this. Maybe if we were smarter, we would have been like, oh, mom, we want to go see a movie. Will you drop us off? Right. You know, but we did not do that and we were freaking out. And so my mom, she says that I can go if Matea comes with. So basically, I have been officially inducted as the third wheel on this date, which of course I'm going to do because it's a senior boy, you know, like, of course, of course. So we go see this movie and it was an awful movie. It was Pan. I don't know if anyone remembers that movie when it came out, but it was so bad. And um, maybe, maybe it was just I associated bad memories with it. Maybe it wasn't even that bad of a movie. But so basically we went to this movie and I think Matea sat in between me and this boy. You guys, I literally sat in the middle of these two, <laughs> knowing full well that neither of them wanted me to be sitting there. But I was carrying, I was, I was following through on Sasha's mom's request. And my mom I was really appreciates sure. that, honestly. <laughs> I was making sure no funny business was going down in this movie theater. No, sir, not on my watch. <laughs> Oh, dear. So anyway, that's yeah. a very bonding experience. If anyone has ever experienced anything like that, it just kind of bonds you together. It and really does. And just, from that day we on, just really became like the best of friends. And basically, I was kind of I wasn't officially dating, but I was basically dating this guy. And mm -hmm. then Matea had a thing for his best friend. So it was like us four. It was a whole thing, you know, a classic um high school experience and then a whole bunch of drama happened which i'm sure we'll get into later but you know yeah just that's kind of how this whole it's a, thing it started. gets a little messy kind of fun though looking back on it it's kind of hilarious and also they they are both married now um and so, one of them is about to have a baby sometime yeah so if <laughs> watch they're gonna God listen forbid to this they listen to this but yeah if you are hello um i hope you're doing well I mean, everyone, I feel like everyone who listens to this is going to know who we're talking about. Because I feel like it's going to be our high school friends that listen to this. Yep. Unfortunately, we're really just exposing ourselves. It's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, 
that's how Sasha and I know each other. And now we are living that great long distance friendship life. Sasha still goes to school in Utah at BYU. I'm in Massachusetts at Amherst College. Um, and yeah, we see each other whenever we're not in school, <laughs> whenever I'm not in school, really. And um, yeah, so this is just a good way for us to kind of meet up, chat. We've been doing this long distance friend thing for a long time. Yes. Like, Matea moved. We were going to school in Utah. She moved before our junior year of high school. So that was mm -hmm. what, like five years ago now? Yeah, I moved the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. So I've been away from where we grew up in Utah for quite a while now. But yeah, I, I actually saw this TikTok the other day. This reminds me. And it was talking about how it said something about has anyone ever had a long distance friendship that has lasted more than five years and then all the comments were like yes but we're like nowhere near as close as we used to be and yeah but like we really aren't even that friends that much of friends anymore or just over social media and uh i don't feel like that's us at all no so i feel like we're doing pretty good yeah we're really um, and honestly like this podcast obviously it would be nice for people to listen but i just feel like it's just nice to talk to you you know and Right. I'm excited to the topics that we've kind of talked about and the things that we're going to talk about in the future because I don't know I just I value your opinion and I like picking your brain about things like that. Yeah I feel like we have a lot of good ideas lined up and I'm pretty excited about uh, the future that this potentially holds even if it's just us two making this and our moms listening to it. That's cool with me. <laughs> hey, mom. I love you. My mom actually called me while we were filming this, and I was like, decline, decline. I had like, and then Nika called me. My goodness. Crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, so I thought now that we're kind of moving into the second half of this episode, now that everyone knows who we are, I thought we could talk about just the concept of friendship. Um, and we've both prepared a couple of questions for each other. And I thought we could just go back and forth asking each other these questions. They're all kind of around and about friendship in one way or another. So, yeah, I guess I can kick it off. Um, Sasha, do you think it's possible to have more than one quote unquote best friend? Totally. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, even just like, I mean, as cheesy as this sounds, like, my boyfriend is one of my best friends. You know, it's like you and him. And the things that I freak out with you about, I'm not going to freak out with him about, you know? And I, right? Like, I don't know, <laughs> like Glossier. Oh my gosh, Glossier. Like, my boyfriend loves me, but he wouldn't be as stoked about it as you would, you know? Why to be like, Gloss what? Gloss what? <laughs> Glossier? What? You know? Yeah, like I feel like... Even Sasha and I both have mutual friends that we would also consider to be some of our best friends. Totally, um, you know who you are, but you know, yeah, like we have we yeah. have friends that I would also point to as and say, oh, he's my best friend, or you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I totally think so. Best friend, really, I feel like it's just a level of friendship that people achieve at some point, and it's totally possible to have more than one. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. okay, okay. I just thought of this question right now. Okay. Um, Matea, would you think of me as family? 
Yes. Really? Yes. And I think I think you and one other person, you two, I would consider to be my family. And maybe that's just because you guys have been around long enough. But yeah, I don't know when that distinction happened, but you, totally. I mean, I think my family thinks of you as family also. Like Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Tender. Very tender. Okay. Do you think it's possible for guys and girls or just people of the opposite sex or whatever, people that are friends, can they truly be platonic friends? Yes. Yeah. Completely. I can think of Sasha so Sasha and I have Honestly, most I don't I don't feel like I have a lot of close girlfriends. You know, Me too. like and you that are kind of- definitely my closest girlfriend. And I just, I don't know. Like I have so, I, have, I can think of like four guy friends right now that I am not interested in any capacity of the word, you know? I have been noticing as I've gotten older that I don't have as many girlfriends and I don't know how I feel about that, but I have a lot of friends that are guys and I mean, obviously, it's definitely possible to be platonic. I will say in high school and early college, I did get kind of down because I had a lot of experiences of being very close friends with someone and then them wanting more from their relationship and it not the friendship didn't continue past then. And it always kind of felt like, oh, was I not enough, you know, as a friend? Um, so I think that it really depends on the people involved. But totally. I mean, definitely have friends that are both of our best friends in life and they are guys and there's never right. been like anything weird between us. So. I think part of that question too is more like, can you be friends with people of the gender that you're attracted to? You right. Know? Yeah. That's, because, that like, is exactly what I was trying to. Because one of my best it. guy friends is gay you know yeah and so yeah (laughs) yeah. so like I'm not nothing's happening there you know exactly yeah okay I have a question Mm -hmm. do you think it would be possible for you to still be friends with an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or like in general do you think it's possible um yes but with a caveat I think that it is definitely possible and there are people that I've dated that I am st- I would still consider myself to be friends with. However, I don't think that I am as close with them as I am with, like, my normal friends, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not as close with anyone that I have previously dated as I am with you. Of course, yeah. You know, like, I, th- I think that once you leave that kind of relationship – there's no matter what, there's always going to be this like odd feeling if you see them dating someone else. Like you could be completely over a person, but there's history there and that's like impossible to escape. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I don't right. think it's a bad thing at all. And I think it can be super fulfilling and healthy to be friends with someone that you were previously in a romantic relationship with. But it's definitely harder. And that's not to say that it's impossible to be super close with someone that you've dated before, but I haven't necessarily experienced that yet yeah I don't know about you well I feel like I mean kind of like that guy in high school Mm -hmm. I went to college with him 
you know? Right. And we both had different people in our lives and we were still friends. Like we didn't hang out or anything, but right. I feel like at least in my experience, it's less of a being friends with your exes, but more of being friendly with your exes. Do you know totally. what I mean? Like I, none of my exes would I be like, hey, want to go out for dinner? Or like want to hang out? <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. I think it's more of a matter of, you know, being friendly. And also I think something to consider if your boyfriend was close friends with one of his exes, like how would you, that make you feel, you know? Like, I feel like if you're in a relationship, that kind of affects the answer to that question. Right. I remember in a previous relationship that I was in, my boyfriend met up with one of his exes one time, like, as just to see each other again kind of thing. And it made me, and maybe this is because I have, like, an anxious attachment style, but it made me very uncomfortable. Like, I trusted him and what, well, maybe I didn't. That's, we can get into that later. But... (laughs) It just it is a little bit it is a little bit like nerve wracking and there's a level of trust that you have to have and whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think if like one of my if someone that I was dating was close friends with someone that they had previously dated, that would definitely be on a case by case basis. But it might be a little weird. I don't know. It's a complicated question. It is a complicated question. Yeah, I haven't had to deal with that, but that would totally be hard. Yeah. Um, Okay. Do you have any childhood friendships, like from when you were really young, that are still strong today? Not really. I mean, I think definitely you the most. Like mm-hmm. this is this is a weird thing, but my one like my best friend who lived across the street from me when I was like seven. Yeah. So they moved away. I didn't see her. I haven't seen her since I was like ten, maybe. But her older brother is really good friends like in the friend, same friend group as my boyfriend. And so I oh, hang really? out with her older brother sometimes, but I haven't seen her in ages. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. That's so funny. Um, I didn't know that. But like, not really. I think one of my close friends from like third grade was in my prom group mm. my senior year. And like, who else? Oh, my really, my best friend from middle school. Like, we still kind of Snapchat sometimes or, like, you know, the whole social media friendship, but not really. What about you? Yeah, I feel like I remember, I mean, friendships that I had when I was really young, like, first, second, and third grade, I'm not really close with them anymore. Um, I know who they are, and maybe I'm connected to them on social media, but it's not like I actively talk to them. Yeah. Um, I had a friend that was super close for most of elementary school that I still sometimes talk to. Uh, But yeah, we're not as close as we were. And then I have a friend that I was like, two friends actually, that I was best friends with in middle school that one of them I still kind of talk to sometimes. She goes to college in uh, Michigan and whatever, she's living her best life, like queen. But um. (laughs) My other friend, yeah, I don't really talk to her anymore either. And I think it's normal when you're young. I mean, I don't think you're like a fully formed person yet. No. So, yeah, but I think it's really cool when people are when people are friends at a really young age and then continue that into adulthood. I think that's super cool. But, I agree. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of hard if like especially if you're living in a family that moves around. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my close friends, they all stayed in the 
like same area but if you grew up with someone and then they I feel like the only way to really keep that friendship if you're separated at a young age is if like your parent that your parents are friends you know right especially before you get a phone or have I mean for us like have access regular access to the internet totally you know like that it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. definitely I mean my friend I moved around a lot and my friends that I had before I moved to Utah like I still follow them on Instagram or whatever but I don't yeah like there was just no way for us to stay in contact mm-hmm. um, unless we planned a phone call like yeah. through our parents True. So, you know yeah yeah, um, yeah okay here's a question Okay. Do you believe your parents should be your friends? Yes, I think so. Um, I think if should is a weird. Yeah, I don't like the word should. I think that could is a better (laughs) word to put in there because sometimes maybe you don't have the best relationship with your parents. Like that's normal, but sometimes you do. And I think as you get older, you start to become closer friends I feel like I see that with you and your mom yeah totally um yeah and like I I would consider both of my parents to be my friends um but yeah I think it just depends on the individual relationship that you have with your parents like I think it's possible but definitely won't happen until you're older yeah it was Um, I remember like the transition I have a couple thoughts about this the transition mm -hmm. from like being in high school where you're living under your parents' roof and just a side note, my parents are divorced. So my dad lives in LA. I grew up primarily with my mom in the home. And like once I graduated high school and moved out, I feel like that relationship shifts from more of a mother, a mentor, a caretaker sort of position to being more of a friend. I think that's healthy. Um, And honestly, that was something that me and my mom really struggled to find the first year that I was in college. Um, Part of that was because I was dating this boy that she did not like and (laughs) she did not want me to like pursue. I was getting really serious with him and my mom did not want me to do that. And so that really put a just kind of a disconnect for us. Um, But then as I, I don't know, as that relationship kind of faded away, I feel like we've gotten a lot stronger. But I have a note on this. This is so sweet. Yesterday when I was at breakfast with my dad, um, we went on a walk and we were talking about life and whatnot. And it was really sweet. And as I was like getting in my car to leave, he just hugged me and he was like getting really emotional and was like, like, I love you. You're such a sweet spirit. And he was like, and if like, I know that maybe sometimes I might seem like more of a friend to you than a father. And if you need a father, if you need a mentor, just let me know. Like, I just want to be the best that I can. And it was so, it was so sweet and so tender. And just looking at the relationship between my two parents, I feel like my dad is more of a friend and my mom is more of a mother. But I don't yeah I would agree. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that I feel like honestly that's kind of just the dynamic of a mother versus a father mm-hmm. yeah and I agree I'm sure some people can like have different experiences but I don't know yeah I also think that 
when you first move away from home, like this is something that we experienced very recently. When you first get out of your like home environment and the home unit, I feel like it can go one of two ways. Either you either you can become a little more disconnected because you maybe are really happy with the amount of freedom you have and whatever. You're trying to figure out what a healthy amount of communication with your parents looks like. Um, or also, you know, you can go the other way where you're not quite used to being so far away or disconnected from your parental units that maybe like it's really hard for you and you call them like every day. I feel like I went through both of those phases, honestly, my freshman year of school. Mm -hmm. Like I remember a specific night where I was just so stressed out. Um, like also I go to a, like a pretty hard school and I was kind of unprepared <laughs> for the amount of just stress I was going to be met with. And I remember like standing outside in October and just calling my mom like sobbing because I was just so like overwhelmed and I called her every day. And I remember people being like, wow, that's so weird. Why do you call her every day? Um, and, you know, then sometimes I feel like I'm not talking to her enough and I'm going whatever. It's just finding that healthy balance of connection and Definitely. communication. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like we all go through as we leave home and whatever. But yeah. yeah, just know like, I don't know. It's I think it's normal to have to kind of re redefine your relationship with your parents as you move out of the home. And if as you gain your independence and they're not your boss anymore, you really have to figure out the balance of that. The relationship definitely changes quite drastically. And I think it's up to both people in the relationship to kind of work together and find a new normal because it's probably weird to transition for, for both people. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it just takes on a completely Especially new Especially you and I are the oldest in our families. Yeah. And so my mom has never had to send a child away to college before. And so mm -hmm. just finding that balance is definitely really challenging. Yeah. If you're also the oldest child, I mean, I think one thing that I try to remember is like have patience with your parents because they don't know what <laughs> they're, they're doing. doing this all for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say they don't know what they're doing in like a bad way, but I mean, I just I'm imagining myself having a kid at 20, which is when my parents had me and I would be pretty clueless as to what I was supposed to do I would try my best and that was all I could do so I just try to remember that yeah um easier said than done but you know yeah um okay here's a here's a spicy one um Ooh. do you think it is a good idea to borrow money from a friend I think that depends so much on yeah the relationship I I have I would have no problem giving you money. Like right, you, same. Like, and I and I don't think you would have a problem because we know that each other would pay each other back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it just depends on the trust level you have with your friend and also just like knowing the kind of personality that they have. I think that it could be dangerous. Like it's definitely risky to do that. Um but also if you're friends, you can hunt each other down when they don't pay you back. So, you know, <laughs> either way works. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you were ever in like a tough place or like a hard situation or something, like I would not even bat an eye. But same. 
that is not the same with other friends that I have. And I think that's just up to the individuals to kind of like figure out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the most cop out answer. No, I'm sorry. I but feel like-, like this is the thing. I feel like if you came to me asking for money, I feel like I am your last resort. You know, like yeah. I feel like you would have gone to your parents, other friends, the bank, like just really try to figure it out. And I feel like I would be the last, like you were really in a pinch. Whereas like other friends that I have, I feel like I might not be the last resort. Like it may not be that urgent. And so I would be a little hesitant, I guess. Yeah. If you were to ask me for money, like I would know that it was serious. Yeah. And that just comes from us knowing each other. Totally. Okay. I have a, I think this is a really interesting question. Okay. So I feel like, especially in COVID times and these unprecedented times, I think that it's, it can be really difficult and intimidating to make friends. And almost like, I remember in sixth grade, there was this girl that I wanted to be friends with. And I went up to her and I said, hey, can we be friends? Or like, let's be best friends or something like that, like a Willy Wonka moment. And looking back now, like that's not what you do to people. But it also makes me wonder why, because there are some people that I know in my life that I that are like acquaintances, but that I would love to be friends with them. But I feel weird being like, hey, want to like be friends or like want to go on a friend date, you know, but I feel like that should be normalized because I don't know. I've listened to this life coach podcast and she talks about how, especially in relationships, you're never going to find one person who gives you everything that you need. And that's asking way too much of a person. You know, if you need, you need someone that you can bounce creative ideas off of. You need someone who you can, you know, be intimate with. You need someone that you can bond over one direction with. That's you, Matea. (laughs) Um, and so thank you. I'm happy to play such an important role in your life. <laughs> Aww, thank you. But anyway, I guess my question is, how do you like maneuver making friends? And how do you like not only making friends, but just maintaining those friendships? I feel like that's a really big challenge without seem- seeming kind of creepy or weird. You know? Right. I feel like this is... I. Yeah, I am relating to this so much. I honestly felt this way all through. I mean, I'm not done with college, but I have felt this way throughout my whole college experience. Like in college, you're kind of thrown into this massive pool of people and you're forced to socialize. But for some reason, it still felt so unnatural to me to just like, I don't know. There would be people that I really wanted to be friends with, but it just felt so unnatural for me to just tell them that. And I don't know why. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's just because I get like socially anxious about it or I don't know what it is, but it's definitely been heightened by the fact that we are not thrown into these social situations anymore. Um, Now that we're kind of behind closed doors a lot of the times um, on screens, which obviously isn't the same. yeah, I feel like once we kind of get out of this period of time, I'm worried that it's going to feel odd to make new friends again. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way, but that's yeah. honestly one of the biggest worries I have is like, am I going to remember how to be a social person? Am I going to remember social cues? Right. <laughs> no, well, I'm a more introverted person. And so often, 
like I'm in a show right now and the show is really like I love all the people in the cast and all of them were very, really extroverted. And so during breaks and stuff, they would all be talking to each other. And I'm just not the kind of person to insert myself into a conversation like that. But yeah, like I'm not the one to really initiate those types of conversations. And so it yeah. really meant a lot to me when, you know, they would include me in those conversations. And my boyfriend is the type where he's really good at making people feel important and asking people questions. And I feel like since dating him, I've gotten a lot better at that. Mm -hmm. But no, I totally agree. It's really, it's really hard and scary to put like, it's almost scarier to put yourself out there for a friendship than it is for a relationship. Exactly. Way, yeah. Honestly, I like I'm definitely an extrovert. And I feel pretty drained by this whole COVID thing just because I'm not getting those social interactions. But at the same time, I feel like I'm forgetting how to be good at them in a way. Yeah. Like that's something I always based my identity off of is being able to talk to people and not, you know, worrying about it or just feeling comfortable around people and wanting to be around people and, you know, honestly being energized by social interactions and I feel like that is not happening at all anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm interested to see what the outcome is. I feel like this is something we should definitely revisit this whole what the pandemic is doing kind of yeah. topic. What the panorama is doing. Panorama. What the placenta is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Check out our next episode all about the placenta. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back to this idea of making friends, though. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard talk of there being, maybe this exists, but like a dating app, but for friends. I think that'd be a great right? idea. Because, because you go onto the app, you go onto a dating app with the same intention as everyone else on that dating app, more or less, you know, unless it's like Tinder. But, you, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. But it's exactly the same idea is if you're going onto this app with the same intention Honestly, okay, so fun little side note. I lived in California for two years, my junior and senior year of high school, and then my family moved back to Utah, but southern Utah, so a completely different place from where I lived before. And I w would spend breaks there, and I knew no one. And I, oh my gosh, I just hated being there because I there was no way for me to meet anyone. I'm not in school. I'm not doing anything. And then, you know, the pandemic hit, and it's like, I can't go to any groups or anything nothing's happening yeah so i think that like an app for friendship would have been so useful someone for me one I of our listeners please act on this we're giving you the you can use it for free just mention our podcast we require no royalties just a shout out yeah thank you <laughs> but yeah and i like what you said about you know when someone goes on a dating app they all have the same intentions i feel like i even remember when i was on dating apps before I met my boyfriend like I feel like I would see people who in their bio it would just say I'm just looking for friends mm -hmm. you know and anyway I just think that's an interesting idea yeah yeah um okay I got another one for you do you prefer to have lots of close-ish friends or a few very close friends definitely a few very close friends I feel like that's everyone's answer and for good reason. Yeah, but also, I mean, maybe this is more of a high school thing. My little sister, she's in high school. She's a junior right now. She has so many friends. 
Oh, yeah. That was me in junior high. It's shocking. I don't know how anyone, like, I have so much respect for her because I don't know how she can do that. Yeah, I remember my my younger days back when I was a youngster. And (laughs) I, I mean, you just have, like, the whole group chat going. You've got all of these people that you're juggling. And for some reason, I guess I just had the mental stamina to do that as a younger person. But as I've grown older, I say at the old age of 20, uh, 21 in a few weeks, by the way. (laughs) But, you know, I, I don't have any life experience whatsoever. But I think that I'm already in the point of my life where I just don't want that many people to not to deal with but it's just like a lot of a lot of work to maintain that close of connections with a large number of people and i value close connection over a quantity of connections if that makes sense definitely i totally agree yeah yeah well i feel like we're coming to the end here yeah um I feel like that went well. I what know. Do you think? I felt good about it. It was enjoyable for me. And if, I don't know, if people enjoy listening, more power to us, you know? Yeah. If you enjoy listening, um, let us know, I guess, if you know us. I don't know how you would let us know. Well, you can but... find our inst. I mean, if I doubt any strangers will be listening to this first podcast. No, this is negative energy, Matea. We need, we need to be manifesting good things. So if you don't already follow us on Instagram... My Instagram is at Sasha Fazlyanov. That is a hard name. We'll put it in the description of this episode so you don't have to look too hard. <laughs> and my Instagram is at Matea Denny. Also a little bit of a hard name. Not as hard as Sasha's, but yeah, we'll put it in and you can find us there. And we'll also put in the Instagram for the show, um, which I have not made yet, but it will happen. It will exist. It will exist. And yeah, thank you for listening to this if you did. And if you know us, no, you don't. And (laughs) And hi, mom. Thanks for listening. Hi, mom. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Again, hopefully we will see you in a short amount of time. (laughs) And we're still learning how to do this whole upload podcast thing. But by the time this is up, we will have figured it out. So that's good. And Go us! Yeah. Yay! Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been Just Barely with Matea and Sasha. Bye! Bye! Bye.